I want to go to the ground. I, I want to turn to someone who is right now fighting on the front lines of this war. Joining me now is IDF soldier Rudy Rockman. Uh, Rudy, you are quite literally, as we can see there in your picture, uh, you are called now to duty. Uh, what have the last few days been like for you uh, on the ground and where, where you are in Israel, which, by the way, I should say, we are not specifically naming uh, just for, for security reasons as well? Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's been almost a week since this started. And as a reservist, I've been out of the army for over 10 years. I'm a civilian. I've done my degrees, I have work, I have families. And all of a sudden on Saturday morning, it was Shabbat and it was Sukkot. It was the holiday for the Jewish people. We get called up and we started seeing these videos of what had taken place in the morning. And our entire unit got deployed to Kval Aza, which is a village on the border of Gaza, which had some of the most horrendous massacres. And unfortunately, we were there for four days rescuing the remaining civilians that remained. But when we got there, it was a massacre. We saw bodies of men, women, children, elderly, elderly, cut up into pieces, the most gruesome images you can ever imagine. And it was very unfortunate to see those things, but thankfully we were able to secure the area. And since then, we're ready to be deployed yeah. to the next location. Uh, as you prepare for what this next phase of the war looks like, uh, Israeli officials have been pretty clear that the plan uh, right now, the objective, is to wipe out Hamas. Uh, but I wonder, do you think that that will require street-by-street -street fighting? And, and are you personally prepared for what that would mean? I mean, the entire army has been prepared for this war. Hamas's goal from its very beginning has been to eliminate the Jewish people and to eliminate Israel. It's actually been in their constitution when they built uh, their, their government saying that they need to eliminate the Jews, not only in Israel, but in the entire of the world. So when you give a terrorist organization like that weapons to go and fulfill their goals, we know what that looks like, whether it's for Hamas, the Palestinian Authority, or Hezbollah, or all these different groups that are actually oppressing its peoples and don't actually represent its peoples. If you speak to Palestinians on the ground, whether in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, or in Gaza, they do not like Hamas. They do not like the Palestinian Authority. They're on their, what, 20th year of their four-year term? These are oppressive regimes that are controlling their people and not only attacking Israeli civilians, but forcing Palestinians to also be caught into this conflict. Israelis do not want to see either Israelis die or Palestinians die. The majority of us are innocents. And this is not a war between the people. Let me make it clear. The Jews are not fighting the Muslims and the Israelis are not fighting the Palestinians. We're fighting Hamas, which is oppressing mm -hmm. both Israelis and Palestinians. Are we ready? We mm -hmm. are ready. But we also need to not only look at the what is happening, we need to understand why it is happening. And this really started with the West pushing narratives of dividing Israelis and Palestinians. The reality is that there is no future without Palestinians and without Israelis. Yeah. Neither of us are going to disappear. So I hope that when this settles, we can learn from this and transcend this conflict together. It's, it's an important uh, point, and, and, and I think so many people share your hope that, that if there is an end to this, hopefully there is, that it's one that is obviously a lot more peaceful. But as we sit here, there's so much concern right now about the one million or so Palestinians who are being told to flee the northern part of Gaza right now. Uh, I, I've noted that you've observed in the past that Hamas uses civilian casualties of Palestinians as a propaganda tool. But are you worried that this operation carried out by, by Israel uh, could ultimately play into Hamas's hands if those civilians are not able to evacuate and many of them end up killed? Absolutely. I don't want to see any civilian killed. You know, for me, you're, you're, you're a foreigner, you know, you're a fellow human being. But for me, Palestinians are my cousins. They're my family. 
So I don't want to see any Palestinians killed. And I'm glad that they have at least 24 hours to be able to evacuate. Israelis have less than 24 seconds to be able to evacuate when we're being fired on. But when we look at people in Gaza, I really hope we can minimize the casualties because none of us want to see anybody dead. We want to remove Hamas so it can stop being a threat both for Israelis and Palestinians. And in order to transcend this conflict, it's not just about creating peace, it's about creating justice. There's injustice both for Israelis and both for Palestinians. And there's one land and one land that we can both live on. But in order to get there, we have to stop these zero-sum game uh, narratives that are educating people that in order to be pro-Israel, you have to be anti-Palestinian, or in order to be pro-Palestinian, you have to be anti-Israel. The reality, if you're anti-either, you're anti-both, because we both belong on this land, and we will both be here eternally. You mentioned that you've been out of the Israeli military for about 10 years. Is there anything in your experience that compares to what you are about to go into? And how long are you expecting this conflict to last? Yes, I got out of the army in 2013. So in 2012, there was an operation on the border where we almost went into Gaza. Shortly after I finished the army in 2014, the IDF went into Gaza. So this is not something new, unfortunately. Uh, but I hope this will be the last time that this happens. Uh, we certainly hope it will be for you and for really everyone in the region. Rudy Rockman, thank you for joining us, and um, we wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. And for a closer look at what's happening uh, on the developing battlefield right now, I'm joined by CNN military analyst Colonel Cedric Layton. Uh, Colonel Layton, uh, we're, we've been discussing the issue of the, ref the potential uh, refugees that could be made in Gaza if they do flee. Talk to us about what evacuation even looks like in Gaza right now. Uh, yeah, you've got I mean, about a, t a million people in that part of, of the territory. Where do yeah. they even go? Yeah, that's going to be the real question, Abby. And, you know, let's take a look at the evacuation zone as, as we know it right now, uh, because when you see the types of things that can happen here, you've got this area in the north. There are about 1.1 million people that are in this area at this point. And what's going to happen, Abby, is they are supposed to, according to what the Israelis have told them, go down here toward the Rafah crossing right here at the Egyptian border. Uh, so their ability to do this kind of thing is actually going to be limited because they really don't have a humanitarian yeah. corridor coming through this way. And can you give us a sense of the distance here? Sure. Or the distances, both the space up here and how far they would need to travel? Yeah, so basically we're talking about 25 to 30 miles uh, yeah. down this way. It's a very small place. Uh, Gaza is about 140 square miles total. Uh, total population about 2.2 million people. So it's pretty dense in terms yeah. of its population. And what they're going to have to do in, in a case like this is not only go through uh, these areas, but there are no safe zones in any of these areas. Yeah. And when you uh, go through these areas, which are less densely populated than the northern area, there are less services, there are less, uh, there's less of an ability to care for people. And if they don't get this crossing opened, they won't be able to really stay in this area for a long period of time because it's going to be a place where they don't have living facilities, they don't have water, they yeah. don't have sanitation or any of those things. Yeah. I want to talk now about as what we're, the buildup that we're seeing uh, of Israeli troops around Gaza. Uh, as you can see, it's all, it's, they're basically surrounding Gaza. And then uh, just to show our audience here, these are some pictures 
of uh, just the heavy machinery that is that is part of that buildup. When you look at this as someone with a military eye, uh, tell us what you're seeing and what does it tell us about what the Israelis are preparing for? So this is kind of reminiscent of a scene from D-Day back in 1944 when Eisenhower was talking to his paratroopers before they launched that invasion. This is what uh, units do. They, the commanding officer will talk to the units. They will go out. They will deploy in forward positions. Uh, you see the Merkava tanks coming through and uh, armored personnel carriers. Merkava tanks right there. They're Israeli-made. They've been in service since 1979 in the Israeli army. Uh, they've got radio equipment. They've got uh, their rifles. They've got ammunition. Uh, they are ready to go. These people are well-trained. Uh, they're ready to go, and uh, they will deploy to forward positions that are right near the Gaza border. Uh, obviously, this has been a, a, a week now of really intense bombing in Gaza, and I just want to give our audience a sense here of how this compares uh, to uh, another previous conflict that lasted 50 days, almost uh, the same number of bombs dropped in that time, uh, and the death, the death toll here. Right. Um, Colonel Layton, what can we expect, really? This is 50 days versus six days. We're almost at the same place. Yeah. As we go forward, what can we realistically expect in terms of the toll that this will all take? Abby, I'm afraid it's going to be a very heavy toll, and this could be an ex exceptionally gruesome war. All wars are gruesome, but this one, because of the close quarters, because of the urban combat that's inevitably going to happen uh, through the narrow alleyways of Gaza City and other places like that, uh, I'm afraid that this death toll is going to rise considerably. Uh, there are ways to mitigate that. Israel says it's trying to do that. Uh, the problem is, is that Hamas will use innocent civilians as human shields in this scenario. And that's something that has happened in other places. In Iraq, it happened. In Afghanistan, it happened. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of thing that we can expect. And unfortunately, if this isn't stopped, uh, we are going to see a situation where uh, the forces will meet and there's going to be a, a major uh, increase in this death toll. Yeah, I think we, we just have to I'll be clear-eyed about what we are facing in this region going forward. It's going to be gruesome, unfortunately. Colonel Layton, we appreciate you uh, joining us on all of that.